Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Let's talk about everyone's favorite topic, staff training. Did you, did you think I was going to say that? I, there's a lot of things I could have said there. Reinforcement, schedules. I like talking about those things too. But I really love talking about staff training. I probably have the most podcast episodes on staff training. Staff training works its way into every live session I do. Staff training is in both of my courses even though the courses are not on staff training, they're on behavior and literacy. Staff training is a whole section in my membership. My members get videos and training on staff training every single month. I love talking about this because it is so important. And I think in a self-contained classroom where it's kind of that traditional setup of a teacher and a few paras, not addressing staff training or addressing staff training in an effective way to me, can be one of the biggest indicators of how well that year is going to go. And almost like even really anecdotally here, in my opinion, the happiness level of the teacher. I mean, when you have a team that feels like they support each other, they work collaboratively, everyone's on the same page, that's going to be a happy teacher. When you have a team that you know, doesn't feel like they know what's going on, when you don't feel like you have enough help in your classroom, when there's even conflict, that's just going to be more likely to be an unhappy teacher. And as important as staff training is, and we can likely all agree on that, 
it's something that's just not talked about enough. I mean, I have never met a special ed teacher who said in their undergrad, they took a class on staff training. I mean, if you did, please DM me because I'm like in awe. There should be, right? We should have a class in our undergrad special ed program about staff training because it is a huge part of the job of a special ed teacher and we receive no training on it. We receive no instruction on how to do this. So if this feels hard for you, if this feels very effortful for you, if this doesn't come easy to you, oh my God, no, you are not alone. We're all in it together. Being a leader and leading adults is really hard. CEOs of multi-million dollar companies spend thousands and thousands of dollars on training and books and mentors and coaches to become better leaders because it's a hard skill. And suddenly, it's this huge, important part of our job that we're not trained to do. I swear, and I got to get off my soapbox, I'll get to the content of this episode, I swear. But as a young teacher, I truly did not even realize that this was part of my job, I think for a few years in. Like, I mean, staff training was like so far from my radar, I know you're one. I've told this story here before, but I have to tell it again because it's it's kind of funny. Maybe like a month into the school year, my first year teaching, one of my paraprofessionals was like, you know, I want to sit down with you at some point and I want to, I want you to, I want to hear about your philosophy on behavior management and, you know, how, how this is going to go this year. And I was like, cool, cool. Yeah. Once, once I figure that, that philosophy out, I'll be sure to let you know. I was like, dude, I'm like treading water here. Like I don't have a philosophy on behavior management now. I'm just trying to like get to 3.30 and then get to the next day, get to 3.30. Like I, there, there's no philosophy on behavior management. I was just trying to make it work. I was 22 years old. How was I supposed to have a philosophy on behavior management that I'm now supposed to teach to someone else? Like it's ludicrous if we think about it. So it took me a while to really realize um, that I needed to lead my team. And then it took me even longer to figure out the best ways to do that. Um, So if that's something you struggle with, you know, no worries. And I think this is something that you can work on at every stage of your career. If you are a new teacher, if you are a veteran teacher, if you are a super veteran teacher, this is something you can always level up on. I am always consuming content on like, leadership and team training and like building rapport and things like that because that's something I'm really passionate about and when I work with my team when I work with teachers when I work with administrators and consulting I want to always get better at how I'm delegating and leading people so I think this is something you can always always level up on the big thing to identify is that staff training is a year-long endeavor staff training is never done Every year too, it's every year. It's not like the first five years you need to do staff training. Like it's every year because your students are gonna be different every year. The needs of your students are gonna be different every year. What you're working on each month and each day is gonna be different. So this isn't something you can ignore. So, okay, soapbox speech over. Let's get to, let's get to some tips for leading your team. My first one I kind of just mentioned. The first tip for leading your team is to build rapport. So in the start of the school year, I talk a lot about the, R, the R&R of the beginning of the school year. The start of your year is all about routines and reinforcement with your student. And when, when I talk about reinforcement for your students in the start of the year, I've, I use the analogy a lot, be the chocolate chip cookie. 
You, everyone loves a chocolate chip cookie. I would eat a chocolate chip cookie for breakfast every day if I could. You want yourself and your classroom to be a chocolate chip cookie. You want your classroom to be a place your students want to be in and you want you to be a person your students want to be around. And guess what, guys? We got to be the chocolate chip cookie with our team. Yep. You want to be the chocolate chip cookie for the people that you work with, the adults that you work with. You want to be a person that your coworkers, your colleagues, your paraprofessionals want to be around. Step one, everything's a lot easier after that. I promise you, everything's a lot easier. I've worked with really awesome teachers with like really structured staff training plans and like we're definitely on board with staff training as needed, but they missed this step of rapport. And it was hard. It was really hard to follow through with all of their plans for staff training when that rapport piece was missed. And then I've worked with teachers also that had awesome rapport and they didn't have that structure of staff training yet. And I was like, oh, that's easy. Once you've got rapport and you're the chocolate cookie, like it's, oh man, it's way better after that. So if this is something that you maybe forgotten about or just didn't realize or aren't as strong on yet, spend the time here building relationships with your colleagues, with your teammates, with your paraprofessionals. Get to know them. If you have paraprofessionals in your classroom, you should know the name of their spouse, their roommate, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, and you should know the names of all their kids. Right now, that's your homework. If you don't know that, we figure it out right now. Hey, you talk about your daughter a lot. What, what's her name? I mean, those are like the most important people in your team, team member's life. You should know their names so you can ask about them. Hey, hey, how, how's your wife Cheryl doing? Oh, she's good? Great. Right? That shows interest when people know the names of your family members, right? So get to know them. Build work-appropriate friendships. You don't have to be best buddies. You don't have to go to happy hour, hang out. But have a relationship and topics that you can talk about beyond students. Maybe, you know, you're both interested in the same TV show. Like, oh, hey. Did you catch Housewives last night? That was pretty good, right? Find a few common interests. It's nice when people have common interests. You see that you're similar with someone. When you see that someone has the same interest in you, you like identify that you two are the same. So from the perspective of your paraprofessional, when your paraprofessional finds a common interest with you beyond students in special ed, hey, we both love Real Housewives of Potomac. We both love it, which great choice. That's one of the best Real Housewives. When you both love Real Housewives of Potomac, you're like, oh my God, like my teacher's just like me. She loves Real Housewives of Potomac. And man, when you show up on Monday morning, you're like, girl, did you watch Real Housewives? It was good, right? Spend two minutes chatting. Not when the kids are there, before the kids come in, after the kids come in. Have some common interest beyond the student. Be that chocolate chip cookie. Get to know their interests. Get to know their family. That is tip number one. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Tip number two, take the time to train your staff. I'm pretty sure podcast episode number one or number three, way back to the beginning, is all about this. If you are in the membership, the October video is all about this. It's finding time. This is what I hear the most. I don't have time to train my staff. That's what's the hardest part of staff training. I get that. But very few schools are going to put common common time with your staff on a silver platter and be like, here you go. I've carved out 15 minutes every day where everyone's paid and there's no students in your room for you to work with your team. If you have that, don't tell anyone because they're going to want your job. So you have to find the time. It's not going to be given to you. You need to carve out time to train your staff. I truly believe and know that staff training can be done adequately and effectively in the nooks and crannies of your day. Five minutes here, 15 minutes here, 10 minutes here. Grab those times. Grab time with each staff member. Grab time as a whole group. I personally love the Friday afternoon staff training session. By Friday afternoon, like Friday after lunch, everyone is over it, you guys. Like your kids are done. You are done. Your team is done. Everyone's like, all right, let's get to the bus, okay? I mean, let's be honest. No one is like, hitting new milestones and new benchmarks with their IEP goals on a Friday at 1.30. So give everyone a well-deserved break. Put a movie on for your students. Give leisure time. Give break time. Give iPads. Your students have worked hard all week. And then sit down with your team for half an hour. And let's talk about what reinforcement is. Let's talk about behavior plans. Let's talk about how to take data during fluency. Let's talk about how to do error correction. Let's talk about schedule changes. Let's talk about play and how to play in a, in a great way. Let's talk about how to scaffold um, verbal communication. I mean, there's so much, obviously there's like a million things you do during a half an hour of staff training. Pick important topics to talk about. And other times we can find staff training time is throughout that week. But I, I love a Friday afternoon. The kind of secondary component here is what do I do with that staff training time? And that brings me to to tip number three is you want to show the why. One of the most common responses or messages or kind of requests I get is how do I get my staff to buy in? I don't have any buy in. And my answer here is always show them the why. I mean, that's human nature. We want to know why we're doing things. If someone asks me to do something, I'm going to ask a million questions, right? I'm not going to be like, oh, someone's like, hey, can you bring this stack of books to the other room? I'm like, why? Who needs it there? What are we doing? What are these books? Why do I have to do it? Why can't you do it? Oh, I'm going to have questions. Don't worry. We all do. So we want to explain the why. So use that time that you've carved out the nooks and crannies of your day to show the why. 
Give the reasons behind what you are asking to do. Has anyone ever taken the time to explain to your paraprofessionals why a visual schedule is important to this student? If no one's ever taken the time to explain that to them, you better believe they're not going to be consistent using that visual schedule because they don't get why it's there. I could just bring Johnny to his next station. I know where it is. Well, let's explain how we want to build Johnny's independence and how visuals work. And let's talk about receptive language. Explain the why. So really take the time there. If you are a BCBA and you follow behavior skills training, I love behavior skills training. It is basically an evidence-based way to teach other people to do what you do. In the membership in November, we talk about behavior skills training quite a bit. Behavior skills training, the first step of behavior skills training is to explain. So the first step is to give the why. And I think often we miss this in a lot of components of our staff training is we forget, we tell people what to do, we don't explain why we want them to do it. All right, my last tip. This is a fun one. We're starting and ending with a fun one, right? Building rapport is really fun. And this last one is really fun. Give appreciation. If you think you are thanking your paraprofessionals too much, still do it more. This can be, I think, kind of a thankless field, whatever role you're in, if you are a teacher, if you are a clinician, if you are a paraprofessional, if you're a parent, I mean, it's like the ultimate thankless role, right? It can be a thankless job sometimes or can feel that way. And if you are a teacher who has paraprofessionals in your classroom, I want you to make it your personal mission this year that your paraprofessionals do not think this is a thankless field because you they feel so appreciated and valued by you all the time, all the time. On hard days, on good days, on rainy days, on sunny days. I'm like turning into Dr. Seuss. On all the days, share your appreciation and how much you value them. Man, especially on those hard days, on those really, really bad days, if there's a big behavioral incident or there's something real bad that goes down, really hard that goes down, man, thank your team on those days. It feels great to get that appreciation on a good day, but on a day that went really badly to also feel appreciated is huge. So say it in all the ways. Thank them verbally. Buy coffee once a week. Bring in little treats. Treat them to lunch. It doesn't always have to be monetary, but sometimes those little gestures of bringing in coffee or if you make food, like I used to like, if I made a big thing of chili, I would like bring in a big Tupperware chili and text my paraprofessionals like, hey, bring in chili tomorrow if you guys don't want to bring your lunch. Like little things like that just to be like nice, right? Oh, hey, I was at Walgreens and I saw this like Sudoku book and I know you love Sudoku, so I grabbed it for you. Like those things are so like thoughtful and you could probably have memories of times that people have said things to you that made you feel really appreciated and valued. And those things stay with you. So really focus. And if this is something you just forget, like no one walks into their school day or school year and is like, I'm going to make sure to not thank my staff. They don't deserve it. No, we just get busy, right? So set up some prompts for yourself. Put a little post-it on your desk and say, this is thank you. Just to remind you yourself, right? Do whatever little tricks you need to do to make sure that your staff is always feeling very appreciated by you. And I think you can do this same thing with your IEP teams. If you are a clinician or even if you're a teacher and you're working with other teachers, other clinicians, thank them. When your speech pathologist comes in and does an awesome lesson in your class, be like, oh my God, Jenny, that was awesome. That book was so cool. 
Thank you so much. The kids loved that, right? Tell them, hey, I love working with you. I am so lucky that you are my speech pathologist. And you're like, this kind of feels like weird and awkward. It, it's not. People love being told nice things about them. So like l- stay with that. Like your, your case manager, your principal, your, your second grade co-teacher, like tell them you appreciate them. That makes people feel good. All right. So those are my four tips. Build rapport, take the time, show the why, and give appreciation. So I hope that this leaves you a little re-energized on becoming the best leader you can be and really bringing your team together in a way that they can work cohesively and collaboratively. Because at the end of the day, that will give a better experience for your students. And that's why we are all here. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.